You're listening to the 12-2 Leadership Podcast. 12 minutes, two takeaways, empowering you to pursue excellence in all you do. Hey there, and welcome to 12-2. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Kate Latham, and I will be your speaker for this week. Um, if you're new to us or you haven't been around in a while, 12-2, we exist to inspire you to pursue excellence in all you do. So we do that through a regular weekly talk, which is released on our Facebook Live and on our podcast. I hope that you enjoy it. We have all heard a quote, something along the lines of this quote by Maya Angelou. You are the sum total of everything you've ever seen, heard, eaten, smelled, been told, forgot, it's all there. Everything influences each of us. And because of that, I try to make sure that my experiences are positive. Um, if you haven't heard that quote, then perhaps you've heard the uh, classic old adage, you are what you eat. You know, the things that we consume, the things that we experience inform and affect who we are in the present. So our past self, our past choices affect and inform who we are in the present, right? And uh, we've all felt this effect. We've all felt this effect, whether it feels positive or it feels negative in the moment. Um, we've felt our past self informing us through our hesitation in a certain situation. Maybe we see a red flag or we see something that reminds us of a past experience. Um, maybe it's in our relational patterns. We consistently become friends with or consistently date the same person or the same archetype of person over and over and over again. Uh, perhaps it's in our physical or our psychological triggers. You know, there's that one place we don't really like to go because it just doesn't have good feelings around it anymore because of something that happened. Or there's that one person we don't like to be around because whenever we do, we are around them, we remember what happened with them the last time or that one time. Um, perhaps it's in our sense memory. There's a certain smell that whenever I smell it, takes me back to this moment as a 10 or 11 year old kid when I had a huge blister on the back of my foot because my shoe did not fit right. We were at our friend's house that I didn't know very well and I had been playing in their barn. And now I was stuck sitting with my mother and my friend's mother beside the house as my mother tried to do something about the huge blister on the back of my heel. I was in lots of pain and I couldn't play anymore. And it was really frustrating and I felt super vulnerable. So that smell, that sense memory triggers that experience in the past. Do I walk around afraid of shoes? No. So maybe this past experience isn't something that affects me that much other than something that's brought up in the moment. But we all have those past memories and experiences that are triggered by whatever it may be that are not pleasant, that bring us a lot of discomfort, a lot of pain, hesitation, restriction, or hold us back in the pursuit of our goals, in the pursuit of excellence. And here at 12.2, we inspire you to pursue excellence in all you do. So today I'm hoping to inspire you to do something about some of those past experiences. Now, we always have two takeaways for you. And the first takeaway I have for you might be a little bit shocking or controversial, uh, but that first takeaway is that the past can be rewritten. Now, we do not have the 
physical technology to do time travel, even though that would be very cool. Um, and as a culture, we're obsessed with stories about time travel, everything from Back to the Future to Doctor Who to The Curious Case of Benjamin Button to um, Rocky and Bullwinkle with the Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Time travel exists everywhere because we are fascinated with the concept of going back to change something to affect the future. But there's this article I found recently um, by Thomas P. Seeger, PhD, it was published on medium.com, um, where he posited that as humans, we have the ability to time travel, not physically, but in our mind, because as he says here, let me, let me pull this up. Think about why does the past matter? What do we get to keep from something that already happened? Well, we get to keep the memory, right? Supposedly, either the bliss or the trauma, it's really the memory that we're talking about here, the story that runs on a loop in the back of our minds of what has happened and somehow the fact that what has happened has shaped us and will shape our future. We feel in a way haunted or condemned to be a certain way because of what has happened to us. Epigenetics tells us that we are the sum of our experiences, that we, that our cells are a technology that turn experience into biology, that everything that happens to us lays itself like tire tracks tattooing itself across our body. So this, uh, this excerpt from Thomas Seeger's article is from an, an actual book by Jason Silva titled, Can We Change the Past? And uh, Thomas Seeger's book is titled, um, how to change your childhood. He also quotes from a book by Dr. Bessel van der Kolk called The Body Keeps the Score. We've all heard about that one the last few years. And a book from Dr. Bruce Lipton, The Biology of Belief. And the sum of all of these books that he's referencing, the, the main theme or the main thought is, while our body keeps the score, while our memories inform our future, while this creates that, while the past creates the present, so to speak, we have the power and the ability to rewrite the past, to rewrite the way we see the past. And there are a multitude of practices that exist to help with this. There is everything from yoga for releasing your fight, flight, fawn, freeze response and uh, helping reprogram your body when you hit those moments to say, okay, this is not how I want to respond in this situation. I'm going to let go of that. You know, there are mindfulness practices to help you exit these same trauma cycles, you know, and, and I know I'm using a lot of buzzwords here, but there's therapists and coaches to help reframe our memories. There's even guided memory reshaping, which is what Thomas Seeger is talking about specifically in this article, where you can work with a coach or a therapist, sit down and relive the memory that has formed and informed your present to reshape and quote unquote, take back power in that past moment to to see where you felt powerless or helpless or wounded and flip the narrative in that moment to be able to change your present and your future. And now, depending on your cultural or religious background, 
Um, this may feel like hokum, like I said, buzzwords, lots of psychology and mental health, things like that. It can be hard to accept. It can be something we have a lot of skepticism toward. Um, but I have had a personal experience with one of these memory reshaping techniques. I worked with a coach counselor a couple of years ago when I had been going through something really difficult. And a theme that kept coming up was some of the horrible asthmatic um, experiences I'd had as a teenager where I hadn't ended up in the hospital any of the times, but I had felt like maybe I should have. And, and so we went back and we walked through one of these memories and she would ask me questions about what was going on and where I felt powerless and where I felt stuck. And through that process, we took away the trauma from that memory. And this is the same technique that they often use with survivors uh, who deal with PTSD, whether that's military PTSD, you know, from combat, or it's PTSD from abuse or a traumatic situation in somebody's personal life. It's a scientifically studied and proven practice. There is study after study after study showing that not only do our thoughts affect our mind, they affect our body too. They affect our responses in the present, but they also affect our physiology, our physical way of existing. So takeaway number one was you can rewrite the past. You can rewrite your thoughts. Takeaway number two is that changing what and how we think, rewriting, can improve our health, quality of life, and length of life. And there are a lot of scientific studies about this also. Um, trauma exists in our body. Anger exists in our body. Fear exists in our body. Shame exists in our body. So takeaway number one is what you can do. You can rewrite those things and take them out of your genetics, take them out of your DNA. And takeaway number two is why. We want to improve our health, our length of life, our quality of life. We want to look at a situation and see it through a positive lens. We want to uh, shed or rid ourselves of layers of anxiety responses and negative responses. And um, see, the, the difficult thing about this whole conversation is that we are only held captive by our own lack of positive action in this area or our lack of knowledge that you can take positive action. And while that may feel strong because sometimes it's the things that other people did to you in the past or the experiences you had with other people in the past that make you feel like your present is stuck or helpless. Um, this now only exists in your head. And all of this work that must be done is work that must be self-initiated and it must be performed by self within self with help, obviously. But I want to encourage you today to take some time in the present, in the right now or in the this week to do some self rewriting, to um, use some of these practices, maybe do a little bit of Googling or maybe schedule yourself an appointment with a counselor to rewrite the past so that your future self can thank you and you can pursue your goals and pursue your excellence without that weight that was hindering you and holding you back and keeping you from stepping forward into your fullest potential. 
I hope you have a great week and thank you for joining me on 12 Tuesday.